I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It is so good to have you along on Inside Sources. Right now, we are monitoring uh, statements from the President of the United States and the President of Finland. They have had some private talks. They did a quick uh, Q&A in the Oval Office, and now they are, I believe, in the East Room. I'm not quite sure. But momentarily, we understand that uh, both of the presidents, we suspect that most of the questions will go to President Donald Trump, but uh, questions about what is transpiring in Washington with the inquiry surrounding the impeachment issue. And I'm going to ask uh, Gustavo, would you just bring this up so we can eavesdrop in? The president of Finland is speaking now. It is not maybe the burst uh, which uh, causes <clears throat> climate problems, but um, it is uh, everybody can understand. So both of the presidents obviously are exchanging niceties and praising one another and talking about some of the mutual interests of the country, uh, the countries in this case. And when the questions begin, we will break away and we'll take at least some of that for you. Because as you all well know, things are a little tense right now. Things are a little hot back in Washington, D.C. And virtually every question that has been aimed at our president, President Donald J. Trump has been about the impeachment uh, inquiry and the process that is underway. I just wanted to give everybody a, a quick heads up on some of the things we have in store for you today. We're going to talk with the co-chair of the Salt Lake Valley Coalition to end homelessness. Gene Hill will join us here in about 15 minutes or so. And again, that depends on what's happening with the uh, president and the press conference. Also, Greg Miller, that's a name that has been tossed about here in the state of Utah as a potential contender for the gubernatorial race coming up. But Greg has now announced he's not going to run for governor and he will join us and we'll talk about why and what the future holds for Greg Miller, of course, with the Miller family here in the state of Utah. Mark Berger will also be joining us. He oversees the air quality policy section for the uh, Utah Department uh, or Division of Air Quality and Environmental Quality as well. So it will be most interesting because we just got a significant grant that comes from the EPA. And where that money might be deployed is going to be most interesting to talk about. Uh, a good chunk of it, of course, for the Wasatch Front, they call that the Salt Lake area. But it includes Salt Lake, Davis, and Weber County, at least in what the uh, the grant is targeted at. And then also the Uinta Basin. And I thought, okay, what are they going to do in the Uinta Basin? It's kind of interesting uh, what uh, the future is. And it's all designed, of course, to the, the low ground ozone and then also the particulates. So we'll uh, get into that. Uh, refugees in the state of Utah, how will we be affected now that President Trump has dramatically lowered the number of refugees that will be allowed into the country in the next 12 months? Down dramatically from what had previously been the number, 30,000 now down to 18,000. But uh, when President Obama left office, he had set the number at about 110,000. 
$8,000. So uh, dramatic changes in the numbers of refugees that can come into our country. So we'll talk about that. And this is something that I've been focused on in Vision Utah uh, not all that long ago. Decided they really needed to wade into the issue of uh, what teachers should be paid to keep it competitive, to keep them in the teaching profession, to make it more lucrative and also the environment surrounding teaching. And so we'll talk with uh, Ari Bruning. Uh, he'll be joining us from Envision Utah, and we'll talk about what has been recommended. Let's rejoin the presidents right now, I believe, in the East Room of the White House, and I believe that President Trump is going to take some questions. Let's just see what's happening here. That was wonderful. Um, but I have been introduced as his father, his brother, his cousin, his uncle. <laughs> we are friends. Um, Good afternoon. The, um, when I arrived in Helsinki about a year and a half ago, there was a stack of papers on the desk, one of a couple of which concerned. I think we are still getting some uh, preliminaries before there are actual serious questions, something that we could really describe as a press conference. And that's what most people are interested in right now. The president invited somebody to come up and step to the podium. And uh, so we'll, uh, again, just continue to monitor very, very closely what is unfolding back in Washington, D.C. We're joined now by our producer, Robin Garfield. And while we have a second, Robin, we got a great show lined up, a lot of things still falling into place. I wanted to talk, too, about the importance of the uh, the census and some other things, and uh, very interesting to see what's in the news today, but uh, do you have uh, a little... I do have some questions, although, gosh, right now, watching the president, maybe I'll just, I'll just read one headline, uh, and we can talk about it real quick. We have about four minutes left, because this, you know, we are watching the president. At some point, he will step up to the mic, and then we want to hear what he has to, to say, but we do need to maybe just talk a little bit about some news uh, headlines. Honestly, yesterday I had a headline, Doug, that I had saved for this moment of my day that um, we didn't get a cover. So in the midst of everything, we have about three minutes left. Uh, at this show today, we're talking about air quality. I'm going to just go off the rails a little bit and tell you this news story. Uh, the world's largest, and this really hits home because I grew up with model trains. So we are really pivoting here. World's lar largest model train set uh, has taken a record in Germany, the largest train set now in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, I love this story. I thought it was so fun. I really want to talk about it yesterday, but we didn't have uh, time. It's an attraction in Hamburg, uh, Germany, held the Guinness World Record for the largest model train set, uh, measures 39 thousand feet of track. Are wow. you, you a model train guy? 39,000. I'm a train guy and I'll tell you, the big boy is in town. Tomorrow morning I'm going to have breakfast on the big boy down in Provo. My friend uh, Nathan Anderson with the Union Pacific Railroad invited me to come down and I'm looking forward to that. It looks like the president right now, Robin, is going to take some questions. Let's uh, go back to the White House. Will you cooperate with those subpoenas? Well, I always cooperate. This is a hoax. This is the greatest hoax. This is just a continuation of what's been playing out, John, for the last, uh, since my election, I would say, if you want to, probably, we'll find out soon, but probably even before my election. Uh, this is a, a fraudulent crime on the American people, but we'll work together with Shifty Shift and uh, Pelosi and all of them, and we'll see what happens because... Uh, we did absolutely. I had a great call with the president of Ukraine. It was 100 percent. You have the transcript. And then uh, Schiff went up and he got as the chairman of the committee, got up and uh, related a call that didn't take place. He made up the language. I, hard to believe. Nobody's ever seen this. I think he had some kind of a mental breakdown. But he went up to the microphone and he read a statement from the president of the United States as if I were on the call. 
Because what happened is when he looked at the sheet, which was an exact transcript of my call done by very talented people that do this exact word for word, he said, wow, he didn't do anything wrong. So he made it up. He went up to a microphone and in front of the American people and in Congress, he went out and he he gave a whole presentation of words that the president of the United States never said. It has to be a criminal act. It has to be. And he should resign. And some people even say it was treason. But it was a very sad thing. Just so you know, the call was perfect. The real call, the call I made. Uh, many people were on the line. I knew that uh, because usually when I speak to foreign uh, country leaders, uh, you can name any one of them. But when I speak on the phone, I know that we have many people listening from various intelligence agencies. My knowledge, I know all about it. And so this isn't something like, oh, gee, I'm on the line. Let's talk about a big secret. This is many people on the line. I don't even know how many we'll find out, I guess. But many people, Mike Pompeo was on the line, didn't say anything. He just because they listen for both knowledge and for security reasons and for lots of reasons. But uh, the president of Ukraine at the United Nations the other day and previous to that, he announced through his spokesperson, said there was absolutely no pressure put on him. There was no quid pro quo at all. And if you look at this whistleblowers, which I have a lot of respect for whistleblowers, but only when they're real, his uh, report of the phone call was totally different than the fact. But what got them was they never thought I was going to release the call because I don't like doing that. I don't want to do it. I hope I don't have to do it again. Release phone calls to foreign dignitaries, to foreign leaders. I don't want to do that, John. I don't want to do it again. But I did it with the permission of the Ukrainian government. We got permission. We called up their representatives and asked them, would it be okay? Otherwise, I couldn't have done it. And if I wouldn't have done it, I would have been exposed to a lie. Because the whistleblower report, didn't he say seven or eight times I said quid pro quo? In other words, you're going to do this or you're not going to get money. Now, in all fairness, Biden said it. And he's on tape. In all fairness, you have at least four United States senators, Democrats, that said it. And they said it a lot stronger than even Schiff and his made-up story said it. Uh, Obama, when he was dealing with the president of Russia, not Putin, he said, hey, tell Vladimir I can do a lot more after the election. You remember that? You didn't make a big deal out of that. Everybody thought, oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? My talk and my uh, response, Lindsey Graham said, I never knew you were that nice. I can't believe you were that nice. He said that loud and clear. It was perfect. It was perfect. Not a thing wrong with it. To impeach a president over a fraud that was committed by other people that want to win an election in 2020, which they won't, is incredible. This is the greatest hoax. Now, it's gone on for a long time. We had the Mueller uh, collusion delusion. Okay, that went on for years. And that's finally done. No collusion, no obstruction, no nothing. It was a joke. And everyone knows it. And it was from the day one. Now, I get three days of peace. And I'm walking into the United Nations, going to meet with the biggest leaders in the world. And I hear about the word impeachment. I said, what did I do now? And it was about a beautiful conversation that I had. And just remember this. The 
Ukrainian new president, a fine man, said, I don't know what you're talking about. There was no pressure. And he said it a number of times. Okay, what's your second question? So, just well, you shouldn't be answer, asking two questions. Well, uh, you're going to want to answer. Do me a favor. Ask, ask one of the I will, but Finnish I think, you want, John, I think John. you want to ask, answer John, this question. ask sure. one of the Finnish presidents. And then can I come back to you? Because I think you'll want to we'll answer. We'll talk later, sure. Uh, well, it sounds like it might be a good question. Let me see if I like the question. Go ahead. There, Maybe for the first time in three years, I'll have a good question, and I'll there, love it. There is a report that came out just before you and President Ninishta walked out here that the whistleblower met with a staff member of Adam Schiff. Prior oh, I love to that question. Being filed. It shows that Schiff is a fraud. And I, I love that question. Thank you, John. So can I finish asking? Yes, there's nothing to finish. Uh, so... So the whistleblower, according to this report, met with a member of, st of uh, Adam Schiff's staff. You've got it right there. You know it. I hate to say it's the New York Times. I can't believe they wrote it. Your, your response to the Maybe fact they're getting that, better. Your response to the fact that that happened and that Schiff may have learned some of what the whistleblower knew prior to the complaint. Well, I think it's a scandal that he knew before. I go a step further. I think he probably helped write it. Okay? That's what the word is. And I think it's, uh, I give a lot of respect for the New York Times for putting it out. Just happened as I'm walking up here, they handed it to me. And I said to Mike, I said, whoa, that's something. That's big stuff. That's a big story. He knew long before, and he helped write it, too. It's a scam. It's a scam. Just to finish on this, I appreciate it. I love that second question, by the way. Should have asked it first. <laughs> but but let, let me just tell you. The whole thing is a scam. The Mueller deal was a scam. The Russian collusion was a scam. You can ask Putin. Nobody's been rougher on Russia than Donald Trump, okay? Now, with that being said, it would be great to get along with Russia. And we will get along with Russia because it's smart. But nobody's been tougher on Russia than Donald Trump. Okay, ask one, please. Yes, uh, President Inishel, good to see you again. Um, you had a conversation with President Trump about 5G and how Nokia, uh, Finland's big company, could fill in that space. You also met with Chinese President Xi during the summer in which you renewed the ties of friendship between the two nations. Do you believe that countries, particularly Western countries, that put Huawei equipment in their 5G cores are at risk of national security? Thank you. Like I told already... In um, Europe, the situation is maybe a bit different from that here because um, you, the main company you mentioned is inside Europe, partly at least. Uh, what the uh, European Union is now doing is uh, making a risk assessment, uh, asking each country what kind of experience, what kind of what you have seen and found out. And uh, that will be, well, finished in week two or two weeks' time. And after that, we have to decide together uh, in the European Union which kind of tools we need to protect ourselves. You referred to my discussions with the President Xi. We didn't talk about uh, 5G while meeting and uh, we all know Nokia is a major factor in this area uh, they will answer for themselves thank you you please uh, Pick somebody who's really nice from uh, Finland. No, you more have a really Finnish, nice person Finnish, uh, I think they're all nice in Finland uh, are there Finnish uh, reporters just two 
Okay. Uh oh. Hi. Uh, did I uh, wait a minute? Yes. Uh, I'm Mare Karpinen from MTV News Finland, and I have one question for President Trump and one question for President Nainista. First, uh, Mr. Trump, how will this political storm affect the U.S. foreign policy, especially its relationship with Finland? And second, for, for President Nainista, because this is the biggest issue here at the moment, I have to ask, what kind of favors has Mr. Trump asked from you? Or the other way around, you mean? What favors I asked, or uh, I think you mean I the asked. other way around. Both ways, okay. <laughs> so the political storm, I've lived with it from the day I got elected. I've done more, and this administration has done more than any administration in the history of this country in the first two and a half years. Uh, I'm used to it. For me, it's like putting on a suit in the morning. People have said to me, how does he handle it? Rush Limbaugh said, I don't know of any man in America that could handle it. Sean Hannity said the same thing. Others have said the same thing. I don't know any man in America because it's all a fraud. And because of that, and because I know that I'm right, and because I'm doing a great job for the American people, I'm very, very happy living the way I'm living. I thought that I would finish off the first term uh, without the threat of uh, people making false claims. But this one turned out to be incredible, all because they didn't know that I had a transcript done by very, very talented people, word for word, comma for comma, done by people that do it for a living. I, we had an exact transcript. And when we produced that transcript, they died. Because you look at the whistleblower statement, and it's vicious, vicious. And that vi whistleblower and there's no question in my mind that some bad things have gone on, and I think we'll get to the bottom of it. I think it's going to be a total reversal. But I've lived with this. I've lived with this cloud now for almost three years, more than that, because it probably started even before. And uh, I think nobody has done what I've done when you look at tax cuts and regulation cuts and rebuilding our military. And uh, right to try, right to try. That means people that are terminally ill and very sick have the right to use our medicines, our great medicines, because we're so far ahead of every other country. So many things that we've done. Uh, our vets are now taking care of. We got choice. Nobody thought we could ever get choice. That's when you have to wait online as a vet. You go outside, you get a doctor, we pay the bill. You don't have to wait for three weeks to see a doctor if you're a vet. We cherish our vets, at least this administration does, but for many years they didn't. But I take care of the vets. No administration has done, and I've lived with it from the day I got elected. So I'm just fine with it. Okay? Okay, we thought we'd just take a couple of the uh, questions that were targeted at the presidents, the president of Finland, the president of the United States, after their meetings today and a brief uh, answer, question and answer period in the Oval Office. They then uh, stepped up for a more formal press conference, and we just wanted to give you a taste of that.